I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, and Max Roy Brown. Hello. It's just two of us this week, Rob and Ross, after um, being present last week, have abandoned us. Yeah, they've, they've, uh, they've decided one week is enough. Yeah, and um, quite frankly we agree. Uh, (laughs) Since our last show, uh, England have completely bombed the first one-day international, uh, once again reverting to the tried and tested plan of only being good at one format of the game at a time. (laughs) Um, Matt Parkinson has actually played a game of cricket. He he exists. Yeah. um, It's true. I didn't actually see that much of the game. I I watched the highlights of it because I was at work for, for the match. So I still don't know what he looks like. (laughs) Um, New Zealand uh, have been playing some cricket as well. They've lost about 800 T20s against India. uh, Half of them by super over. Uh, And I think the BBL is about to conclude. Yeah, it's nearing its climax after uh, its slightly weird new final format. Yeah, um, we'll get into all of those topics and more in, um, in, in, in the show. Um, but before we get on with that, um, let's bring in a real life topic. So at the moment in, in the world of cinema, it is Oscar season. Um, so my question to you, Max, is that if you could turn one cricket match into a film, what would it be? Who would direct it? And who stars? So fortunately, I've had a little bit of time to think about this. Yeah. Um, so I've actually managed to yeah, come up with an answer. With yeah. um, it'll probably still be shit, but here we go. So I'm thinking it's got to be 1997 Canada, India, Pakistan, right? The famous oh, Inzi, Inzi, that potato, <laughs> rotten potato, going into the crowd with a, with a cricket bat to uh, attack yeah. some poor, unsuspecting um, uh, citizens. Yeah, completely unprovoked, of course. Um, I'm thinking Keanu Reeves reprising his role of John Wick as Inzi. Okay. Going into the crowd to uh, to kill at least four thousand um, assailants who've uh, so this is belittled him. This is very much a remake um, of the original cricket match because in yes. the original cricket match, Inzaman doesn't actually kill anyone. Oh, it's it's, uh, it's artistic license. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Right, it's, it's, just, it's based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but, um, the events in this film are not depicted as happened so we've, for we've avoidance got, of uh, okay, legal yeah. difficulties. Yeah, we've got Keanu Reeves in, in, the, in the lead role. Yeah, I'm seeing um, possibly uh, Jackie Chan as the uh, the megaphone. Oh, right, megaphone yeah. fan um, who developed some sort of intense rivalry with uh, Keanu Reeves through yeah. this uh, through this narrative of um, of insulting him on a cricket. Well, pitch. it starts as a war of words. Yeah, and, then, and yeah. then it becomes a war of two tribes. One led by Jackie Chan, one led by Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And I think the uh, only person you could possibly wish to um, direct a film like this would have to be Guy Ritchie. Um, yeah, I can see how his editorial um, style, uh, the fast cuts, and and what have you, would work. Uh, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, can we get Jason Statham in? Oh, I mean, it's, it's a Guy Ritchie <laughs> film. I mean, that comes as rest, doesn't um, it? Jason Statham as young Sachin Tendulkar, for instance. <laughs> Perhaps, <laughs> yeah. The mediator. Um, I, I had a think about this. Um, if I was to turn one cricket match, um, I'd go with the best cricket match ever, the World Cup final. Yeah. Um, the easy choice. Yeah. I think, because the light was quite good for that, I, I'd be oh, quite oh, so You're, you're thinking sort of from oh, a director of photography yeah, from point a, of view. Yeah, yeah. cinematography. I'd like to see Ridley Scott's 
um, oh, yeah. version of the 2019 Cricket World Cup final. Um, who would I have in the lead role? I mean, well, I think you need an ensemble cast um, right. for for such an event. Um, I've not really got through the whole list, but I, I, I was thinking today, Ryan Gosling would make a very good Kane Williamson. Yeah, kind I of can say that. I mean, imagine yeah. Ryan Gosling from Drive. Yes. I, no, like Kane Williams. The only time I've heard him talk was that clip we occasionally play. Meat and produce. We've been talking about meat and produce. <laughs> it's better if he doesn't talk, to be honest. Um, but like, just sort of does things. Um, yeah, I'd, I think I think I go with that. Uh, I, I haven't got any further with the creative yeah. plan. Are we going? Are we going what, to what? follow the narrative closely <laughs> for what happened in the final or um, abstract? That's a good question. Um, one that you haven't yet answered I, I think it might be good so two my favourite Ridley Scott film is Blade Runner right. uh, and I think probably my favourite Ryan Gosling film is Drive and both of them have somewhat ambiguous endings so maybe it just it's just sort of left at the time <laughs> and then like, the viewer is supposed to interpret who wins or if anyone wins in fact um, from the the preceding or, 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 or from that point um Sounds good. So we got yeah. a sort of art house style <laughs> Ridley Scott World Cup final, and uh, and a much uh, much more um, how would you say simple yeah film exactly. Um, if anyone knows any producers, uh, thecricketpod at gmail dot com. Uh, send the contracts over, or thecricketpod at or at, at thecricketpod uh, on Twitter and Instagram. If if you just want to drop us a DM, um. That's all good. Um, should we take a very quick break and then come back with the first one-day international between South Africa and England? Sounds good. Let's go. Got it! Yes, so England have lost the first of the three one-day internationals against South Africa. Um, it was a bit of a, a classic England, not very good at one day cricket performance, really. Struggling to make 258. And by classic, you mean like in the in the the old terms of the word classic rather than like, oh, classic England winning. Yeah. Um, the, which is what the we pre, do now. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the pre-Brendan uh, McCullum phase yeah. where we copied New Zealand. That, yeah, that okay, period. right, yeah. yeah. Um, where we were still picking Stuart Broad in the one day team. Cool. Michael Vaughan captain. Yeah, that kind yeah. Of, yeah. Um, <laughs> really um, kick on in the last over. right yeah so t- tell us about the game um, so I mean, it's, it started fairly well uh, Roy was batting nicely Bairstow was batting less nicely but he was there mm-hmm. 50 odd for none looking good um, and then Roy did some Jason Roy stuff yeah. basically uh, a spinner came on and he tried to hit him and he skewed him to a fielder I um, I saw a stat that uh, just after that cause he he is most vulnerable to left arm spin in yeah. all all of all types of bowling. He's out every forty balls to left arm spin. Right now, I thought that was like pretty bad, but then like in further examination, that doesn't sound. I mean, he's probably scoring forty runs. Yeah, it doesn't there, so. sound terrible. Um, so, but um, um, they do. Yeah. I think what, what <laughs> tends to happen is when a spinner comes, you know, he goes off like the speed of light. Spinner comes on, mm-hmm. ties him down a bit. And when he's playing well, he'll just accept that and yeah. just take the ones and yeah. tuck into everything else. But sometimes he does get frustrated and does things like, like, like that shot he uh, he yeah. played. Yeah, it was a weird one. Um, so not long after that, Root went, came and went. Uh, Morgan came and went, and suddenly South Africa's brand new left arm spinner is um, yeah proving a few difficulties. A, 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 another classic England example of mystery spin being a, yeah. 
Um, Our nemesis. JJ Smuts, or John John, um, to, give him, <laughs> <laughs> to, to give him his full name. Uh, one for 43 off 10 overs. Yeah. Uh, that is like mid-2000s, middle-over spin. I mean, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking... thinking Michael Yardy. Michael Yardy, Jamie Dalrymple. <laughs> yeah. He also yeah. looks like he's just walked out of a pub. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, fantastic name. So, yeah. Um, um, all the be- cricket's all the better for his presence, I think. 100%. Um, but I, mean, I, I was excited by a bit of left arm wrist spin, as it's now called. Mm-hmm. Um, don't see that very often. It is rare. I mean, it doesn't call deep Yadav. Yeah. For India, so um, I was going to um, yeah. make a comparison with Call Deep in that uh, the first time we saw him, he took six for. Yeah. Um, and you know, Shamsi's done done a similar. I mean, the last time we saw him, Jason Roy was smacking him all round. Uh, yeah. So Sheffield I'm, I'm in thinking. The World Cup, so <laughs> hopefully, what will happen is we'll yeah. uh, we'll end up with England actually doing some homework on him. Yeah. And, uh, and then suddenly he won't be so good. Do you reckon that's like a, just a problem? So, it, it, so you think that might be um, a homework issue? They just don't know who this is. Oh, it's and, pure and they're, speculation. They're watch the ball back. It's and, not the first time it's happened. You know, Coldeep came from sort of nowhere and yeah. Um, yeah, it's just bamboozled everyone, and and Shamsi's largely done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and again with, with the cold deep thing, we, we kind of got to grips with it. So I think with a bit of familiarity, we'll find out whether yeah. or not he is the real deal. Or anyway, not. so yeah, Shamsi takes thirty-eight for three. Yeah, or three for thirty-eight. Pretty good. And depending on which way you, you talk about it, England are in trouble. Um, I think at one stage one hundred eight for five, then one hundred thirty-one for six. Yeah. Um, was it Tom Banton's debut? I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, batting at six, 18 of 23 balls. Yeah, not he's, not what he's... He's not going to force his way into the test team. With no, not what he's um, <laughs> in the team for. But again, uh, you know, coming in at, uh, what was it, seven, six? Uh, six, six, I think, yeah. Coming in at six with England, a bit of difficulty, spin bowls on top, probably not what he's used to, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, not, uh, not a great way to, to announce yourself. Um, but yeah, ent- enter Joe Denley, who somehow is in England's new look. Well, this day is, side. he does he does have a central contract to be a white ball player, doesn't he? Yeah. Despite and in the him in not the, being in England's best eleven in the Kent side in the twenty twenty as well, at least he's phenomenal. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Denley and um, oh, I've forgotten who it is now. I should probably know that. Zach Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> someone. Someone. Um, but opening the batting for for Kent in the T twenties is it Zach Crawley? It could be Zach Crawley. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, does sure, yeah. If I can. Well, no, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level of homework that gets done on the show. Um, this is why we need two more men. Yeah. That's twice as much research as we get. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he's a good, good white ball player. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he does it's, have the white ball central contract. Really, isn't it? Um, I, don't, I don't really know why he's got a white ball contract and not a red ball one. Considering he probably is in or around England's best eleven Red Bull players at the moment, yeah, but um, but it definitely yeah. isn't in the White yeah. Ones team, no. uh, except for on like Wednesday or whenever it was, <laughs> <Yeah>. on Monday. <laughs> um, what did he do? Um, well, he didn't score a hundred, so well that's that is that is what Dudley does. He yeah, score what, he, what did he do? Uh, well, he scored eighty-seven, was it? 87 103 balls yeah so he rebuilt the innings he, he dragged us to a respectable total mm-hmm. alongside Chris Wokes uh, unfortunately respectable was nowhere near good enough yeah and um, the cock came out swinging yeah um, he yeah uh, 
He was an unbeaten century, I believe. Um, no, he was bowled. Oh, he was bowled by, by uh, Rooty. Joe Root. Yeah. This was a, a thing. So, I mean, South Africa won by, what, seven wickets? Yeah. Um, Bavuma getting 98. I think everyone sort of wanted him to get a century yeah, I think by so. the end of it. Um, uh, de Kock scored 107 uh, and Van der Dussen sort of helping out with uh, a nice 40 odd um, England's bowler England you seven bowlers um, just off the top of your head Matt run through them um, so it's Curran yeah Curran yeah Wokes yeah Jordan yeah Root yeah Parkinson yeah Denley oh that's very good uh, not in the exact order they were used no but, uh, so seven of the team used there's a wiki but there's only three people who didn't bowl <laughs> <laughs> Bairstow Roy and who's the other one who didn't bowl uh, Morgan Morgan yeah um, Sam Curran only bowled five overs Jordan only bowled five overs on a pitch that was a little bit up and down you'd think it would be yeah. there'd, there'd, there'd be um, some room for them to bowl um, Root and Denley managed to get through 13 overs between them with another 8.4 from Parkinson. Yeah, weren't they going about sevens as well? Well, yeah. Jen Denley bowled six overs for 41, so almost exactly seven and over. Um, Root was slightly better, seven overs, 35 for one. Um, and Parkinson, uh, 48 off his eight and a half. Right. So, like, none of them no. really covering themselves in glory. They've got no. one wicket between them, um, but have bowled, what's that, like... 40 Yeah, and two of the batsmen. Yeah. Joe Root's um, really got this idea in his head, hasn't he, that he's some superstar. Well, I mean, Mark Morgan, I guess, chooses whether he bowls or not. Um, so I did think it was um, some strange, some strange going on, goes on there. What, what was your, what was your thoughts? Um, I think really, uh, I look at it and I think, you know, um, off the back of the tests, we no Archer, no Wood, no Stokes, no mm-hmm. Butler. Bestos in woeful form at the moment, so I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come out and say you know it's a it's a disaster. By yeah. any means, it's uh, be good to have a competitive series, assuming we yeah. come back and start playing some proper cricket. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I just it's Joking, it was yeah. pretty bad, but I don't yeah. think it's anything that's um, worth worrying about too much. Yeah, I sort of we won the World Cup anyway, so who cares? It's one day internationals. Yeah, I sort of. I, I mean, I think the, the the good things England get out of it, um, it appears that Tom Banton's is going to be in the plans for the T Twenty World yeah. Cup, as I think he should be. Yeah, he plays a few games, gets around the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. Um, Jason Roy gets a go. Yeah, um, it's nice to have him back. Uh, interesting to see Sam Curran in the in the one day team. Yeah, that was um, that was interesting. If you're going to experiment, that's fine. And I, I think here there's definitely half an eye on the T20 World Cup as well because Chris Jordan's back in the one day team. Yeah, after not being in the World Cup and actually being one of the older players in the squad now. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think basically what we've got is some indications of who might play yeah. in the. And bearing in mind it's a three game ODI series and a five game T20 yeah. series. You can is see Stokes whatever. injured or just having a rest? I mean, uh, he's, he's probably like gone a, to see his dad, hasn't he? He's got a dodgy knee and stuff, hasn't he? So he yeah, there's yeah. the family um, issue. So, yeah. And I guess Wood they're looking after because his ankle's made of paper. Yeah, and Archer. Yeah. Archer made the yeah. Sri Lanka series. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, in conclusion, we, it's very hard to draw any conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> Hold um, the space. When's, uh, do we know when the next games are? Uh, the next games are Friday. Okay. The 7th yeah. of Feb. And then the concluding concluding match sometime after sometime that. Sometime after that. Uh, it's on Sunday. Sunday. Uh, 
eight a.m. start. So if you uh, nice and early, <laughs> that's uh, won't be watching that one. <laughs> um, I think this is like it does highlight one of the issues with um, sort of one day series that happen away from World Cup. I mean, the World Cup was really really good. I thought I thought it was it revitalized in some ways fifty over game, but this sort of thing. I mean, like. Yeah, it feels no one's like paying much attention. There's either. absolutely no chance that this is if this is a, a Super Ten game or whatever the World Cup group stage was called. Um, that forty over or 20, 20, 20 of the fifty overs by England are bowled by Root, Denley, uh, <laughs> and Matt Parkinson. No, um, I yeah. So I, I, I yeah, I don't really know. It's just it was a bit like another warm up game, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, onwards and upwards. Uh, they play again on Friday. Hopefully, um, a little more uh, competitive. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what we want. Um, anything else to say on England? No, that's all from me. Um, Shall we take another quick break then, and then we'll come back with what's been happening in New Zealand uh, with with their series against India. Sounds good. Let's do it. Beautiful all hands from Roy. Off the legs, bread and butter for Johnny Bairstow. Four more. 50 for Joe Root. He's just ticked along. For a six of the innings. Morgan chains it into the leg side. It's another six. Six more. Six more. Six more. And 50 for Butler from just 22 delivery. While England have been in South Africa, we have, I think, woefully underreported what's been quite an entertaining um, state of affairs uh, in the New Zealand v India T20 series. Classic Um, England bias. It is a classic England bias. Uh, (laughs) Or a classic, like, laziness by us. I'm I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> um, anyway, um, New Zealand v India. There was a five-match T20 series, which is probably about four matches more um, than than I'd like to see. <laughs> um, but but uh, it, I mean, it's produced some entertaining games. Um, just to do, actually, just you know what? Just to illustrate how pointless T20 international cricket is. Um, if you're at home now, try and in one Google find a link that will tell you the results of all five matches of those series. It's impossible. There's just no. The way I found it, um, it was it was three individual Google. The first Google I did would only tell me the result of the last game, um, so I had to then go into ESPN Crick Info and then go to India. But I had to find the India team in there and then change their fixture tab to results. Only or to, no, to, to results, results right. to find out what actually went on so that I could do um, what, what has been quite a good series justice but it, I mean it is like fundamentally ridiculous like, nobody cares about these stupid things <laughs> uh, even if they do provide bite sized entertainment and we are now about to do like a reflection over the last two weeks of them you don't care at home <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all about bite size these days Jack it's all we can it's all we can manage in our little brains right so we're, gonna, we're just going to run through all five um, you may or may not know the results but, but we're going to discuss them um but I mean, before we get into that, New Zealand like somewhat undermined their nice guys' image, didn't they, by picking Scott Kugeline, um for the team, who, uh, for those who don't know, uh, it, it was the subject of quite a controversial rape trial, I think, in, right. um, in New Zealand. He was found not guilty, um, but 
uh, well, certainly in some other sports, I, like, like the NFL, for instance, they take a much harsher line, I think, on um, mm-hmm. on, on some of the uh, the stuff that came out from that. But uh, didn't stop New Zealand. They picked him. Um, he's not very good. So I don't really know why. They, they <laughs> maybe that's controversy. Maybe that was his punishment. Um, you can uh, go and play injured. Get yeah. played all over the place. <laughs> well, uh, interesting you say that because in the in the first game, New Zealand batted first, scored two hundred three, and lost with an over to spare. <laughs> yeah. So that was Shreyas um, Iyer, wasn't it? With the yeah, yeah. he scored. I think he scored a century. Uh, or maybe that was today. But it was it, it was like pretty good batting from India. Um, they then got smashed again in um, in game two. Uh, I think they were bowled out or only scored 140. But here's where things get interesting. Um, so match number three, uh, India post 179. Uh, New Zealand chasing it so comfortably with um, with four balls left. Kane Williamson, who's on 95, not out, um, which is a great innings by the yeah. way. Like uh, go and watch the highlights of that. It's it's some classic bang. So they have four balls. Uh, they need two runs with four balls left. Kane Williamson in oh, and God. Taylor on no. twenty three off ten balls. The over goes wicket. <laughs> <laughs> Kane Williamson's out. Williamson is out. Dot leg bye. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're right, you're thinking it, uh, you're thinking you see okay like fourth bite of the cherry here. Yeah. At least it's Taylor who's scoring at two hundred and thirty. Um, no, he's out. <laughs> wow what a bit of death bowling um, who, was, who was the bowler oh um, so the bowler was Shammy um, an, an okay final over uh, it means it's 179 plays 179 and we go to New Zealand's favourite <laughs> the super over and you know it starts pretty well yeah. um, for New Zealand well it doesn't start that well I think they scored three off the first two balls so it's a little bit iffy but they managed to get up to 17 that's good that's a good super over um, Southie bowls. Yeah. Uh, I think he's captain. No, Williamson is captain for this game. Southie bowls. First four balls are good. Only go for seven. India need ten of two balls. Six. Six. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah. I mean, like, tears around. Twitter goes ballistic. People are laughing at New Zealand again. Um, they need some like England and their penalty shootout training yeah. we need to get some uh, some super over training in yeah. for New Zealand anyway we go to the next game which is like a couple of days later um, this time round it gets to the final over of the game again Taylor's involved Taylor is on stri- <laughs> Taylor's on strike they need seven to win off six balls right it's it's in the bag yeah it's in the bag um, somebody called Shardul Thakur I've never no, heard of him. News to me. Yeah, he he's bowling. Uh, he bowls an over that goes wicket four. So you're thinking now, hey, we need three or four balls. I mean, like Taylor's gone, but uh, wicket four, uh, wicket run out going for a bye. <laughs> <laughs> Two. So now the scores are left. Uh, no, so, so now they need um, I don't know one to win or something. Um, wicket, excellent. Wicket run out. Oh, so, what? Uh, to run through that again, just without without the extra detail. Um, seven to win off six balls. Uh, wicket four. Wicket two. Wicket wicket. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. This is this is getting into match fixing. New, New Zealand don't win. Um, I think in both of these games, by the way, if you're interested, New Zealand had the higher boundary count, so they're <laughs> <laughs> they're learning in one respect. Um, New Zealand back first in the super over again. Um, 13 of the super over not great 
Not great. Southie bowls again. Sharma's batting again. Over goes 6-4. Wicket. Kohli comes in 2-4. That means New Zealand, I think, have lost seven of their eight. Or maybe it's eight of their nine uh, ever Super Overs. Getting a bit of a reputation. Yeah. Um, do, you want to wanna, do you want to know what happens in the final match? I'd love to. Please it's, tell me it was another Super it's Over. It's not a Super Over. Um, so basically, they bolt, they batted second again. Um, maybe they need to mix this up. Maybe they need to mix this up. At one point, they'd got the equation down to it. They, they, they needed 45 to win off 38 balls with seven wickets in hand. Okay. Which, like, in yeah. 2001 Favorites. would have been difficult. But now that's like, you've got to be winning that 80% of the time, 90% yeah. of the time, or Win maybe this. 80%. Um, they, they lose by seven runs. Oh, that's not even close. <laughs> they only scored a run a ball for the last 38 balls and managed to lose six wickets in the process. Um, oh. So, oh, New Zealand, um, not great in the T20s. Uh, but also not bad. I mean, like if I was a New Zealander, I kind of be like, wow, well, World Cup year. Like we're when the win there or thereabouts with yeah. India. Yeah, and India are a good team, um, obviously. So um, yeah, um, yeah. But like, there's definitely some choking going on there. There's something. <laughs> someone you need to get Steve Peters, the chimp guy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, they've had uh, they've had a bit of what the South Africans have been eating. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know they move on for one day as now. First one day. Uh, uh, they chased 347 to win. They did, um, yeah. A couple of stats from that game. Taylor, his 21st won the international century. The most ever by someone batting at four. Ever? Mm. By well, a distance. Fair four. play. Um, and Coley, this stat is ridiculous. Coley notched his 100th score of 50 or more in one day international cricket. Wow. That's that's like 5,000 <laughs> runs. 5,000 <laughs> runs worth more, of milestones. Yeah. Yeah, he averages 59 in one day cricket now. Uh, that is Good. pretty frightening. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts, Max, on, on, on New Zealand India series? Sounds pretty exciting. It's a shame um, you weren't really paying any attention to it, but I suppose um, I, I, in New Zealand, was it? I think in a sense, it's sometimes, when you're like not supporting one of the teams, it's sometimes easy to digest like a, a body of work, um, like a five-match international T20 right. series in one go at the end um, working through it on a game by game basis pick out the good like, bits yeah it's like you didn't need to know about game one did you or game two really or even the final match but there were the two super good games overs, yeah. and within the narrative that um, that that turns a five match uh, um, for a five niller into something that sounds a lot closer mm. um, which, which is good narrative that's what we're all about here at the cricket podcast <laughs> storytelling um, have you got anything else to add or or are we taking another break? No, I think time for a break and move on. Perfect. Jacinda Ardern. Peter Jackson. Helen Clark. Sonny Bill Williams. Flight of the Concords. Edmund Hillary. Can you hear me? Edmund Hillary. You boys took the hell of a beating. You boys took the hell of a beating. Well, that basically does actually wrap up the topical portion of the cricket podcast for this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> we there's, there's not really been that much more cricket. There's some BBL stuff. We'll cover that right at the end because who cares? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we did we did send out a tweet um, today uh, asking um, if you had any non-topical questions for us. Uh, Paul Griffiths has been in touch. How about a TalkSport v TMS uh, debate from a cricket commentary perspective? A couple of people piled in this, or one person piled in this. Um, Ruth Ramsden, TalkSport is terrible, and I have tried. <laughs> <laughs> I can never tell what's going on. They're too busy chatting amongst themselves, and the sound quality is dreadful. So, um, is she talking about the podcast or <laughs> TalkSport? <laughs> uh, good question. Um, Paul Griffiths follows it up with, it's all the talk of playing golf the next day or hoping the game finishes early so oh, they can. Oh, God. Uh, so they can play golf, which rather annoys me. Uh, my experience of, of um, talk sport is is that it, it it's a little bit crass. Yeah. You know, uh, I quite like the the debonair, the more virtuous um, TMS or, or, or faux virtuous, if you like. Yeah, well, TMS. it's... Because uh... um, we all know Agnes does bring journalists up and calls them cunts in his spare <laughs> time. Um, but, but, but they pretend a, on air, don't they, to, to be a little bit... Yeah, it's a great British institution. Yeah. You know, it plays up to the fact that uh, it's that, that kind of thing. Yeah, have It's you, got a good history behind it, of course. Have you listened to much TalkSport commentary? I've listened to absolutely none of it. I, I've listened to a little bit of the Test Match stuff and uh, um, it wasn't great. No, I so I, I think I, I, I will give it a go on Friday. Okay, report um, back. For the one-day game and then maybe uh, on a future episode we can do a, a more in-depth um, look at things with some that sounds a bit good. more evidence. Yeah, but that sounds um, good. I'm fully prepared to believe that the TalkSport version is absolutely dire because unfortunately I've listened to TalkSport in the car on occasion um, and talking about football and my god are they idiots. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I would say though, I wouldn't just on uh, before before we, um, we, 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 we barrel on to the, the next thing. Um, I don't know if the BBC's football coverage is any better. Robbie Savage, Garth Crooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a debate for another time. Um, we did have another a message we did. that came into us. Yes, um, this is with respect to the Vernon. Yeah, this is from a few episodes ago. Actually, this just got brought up. Yeah. Um, so Joss Butler obviously called Vernon Philander, or he said something about his gut. Um, yeah. Which prompted a question from Tom Vaughan. Um, how fat is too fat for cricket? Yeah. Um, which led you to do some investigation, Max. Would it you did. Like to discuss this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, t- Tom wanted to know. Presumably, he's getting. He's interested in getting involved in cricket. <laughs> and, uh, I wanted to know what the limits are on uh, on on weight and playing cricket. It's a fair question. Um, if your experience of cricket is looking at parks up and down the country on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday, then you probably imagine that the answer is you can be very fat and play cricket <laughs> you could be really really fat and play <laughs> yeah cricket, so. uh, it's you know it's got a bit of a reputation as a, as a sedentary sport um, the other thing is the attire you wear is quite um, flattering yeah for, for fat people yeah you can wear a nice baggy uh, baggy top to go with your baggy yeah, green or your baggy blue like the the, the white the strides um, yeah they've got a nice amount of giving them uh, it's it's not you're not too cramped in, are you? Yeah. It's not like if you see a fat guy. <laughs> Christ, I don't know where this is going. In football shots, sometimes it's not that um, that good, is it? No. Uh, but in especially whites, when you're playing for a team where the kit arrives in predetermined sizes, yeah. you just have to find yeah, the biggest one exactly. available. It's just not. We've all been there. It's not. Um, it's not endearing. It doesn't, no. it doesn't help anyone. No. Um, but with cricket, you don't just get away with it. Just buy some yeah. Big white Wear some big whites. Open the batting. Feel it slip. 
Exactly. There and are got there the are literally there. positions for fat people in cricket. Yeah. Like the one there's, there's whole positions where you just have to stand around and be like sort of somewhat good at catching the ball. Mm. No. Not even really good. That's just, a yeah. that's a key part of why cricket's so great. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's got a, a, a place for everyone. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the in the modern international game, it's probably a little bit less easy to be uh, quite so. Hold on. Wait, what about that Afghanistan wicketkeeper? Well, let's. Uh, <laughs> We'll come to that. Hold your horses. Uh, keep your oh, powder uh, dry. Patel. Keep your powder dry. Uh, I'll ask for honourable mentions later. Okay, um, but, you know, that recently at least, uh, the international game, there's a lot more about fitness. You know, you've got minimum fitness requirements for being in some teams. Don't the England team have to run like two kilometres in seven minutes? Yeah, to, yeah. So there's England have got some sort of some requirements yeah. based on that. Um, Middlesex, have, you have to get at least 12 on the bleep test, apparently. Um, that's not that which good, is not is that hard <laughs> yeah. um, mind you you only need to get to 10 to be a policeman so okay um, <laughs> if there are any middle six players out there thinking about committing crimes <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that said um, who can forget Dwayne Leverock oh my lord of, yeah. Uh, yeah. of uh, Bermuda yeah. who took that wonder catch at slip in the world yeah. cup uh, years ago did he get KP out as well Probably. If, if he bowls left arm spin, he then he probably, arm, sure then he probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's 20 stone. So, That's you know, yeah. that, that, that gives you a benchmark of what you can achieve in yeah. the game of cricket. But I, I felt, after, yeah, when Tim asked this question, um, I, uh, I thought the best way to answer it would be to construct our own fat 11. Okay, just to really drive home. Just to really drive home. You um, the levels of yeah, the levels of fat you can be and still be really, really good at cricket. Well, I, I've not heard anything about this. So no, I'm, I'm interested to hear. Yeah. What, um, um, who you're so I mean, I, I, I'll get. I'll see if you can um, make a few suggestions. See if I've, I've gone for them. I've just got eleven down. Yeah. But, and it's a reasonably balanced side. It's probably a little uh, light on the bowling, but I have got there are there are bowlers in there. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, we'll start with the obvious. Dwayne Leverock straight in, obviously. Okay, yeah. Well, he is a bowler. Yeah, that's ten good overs in a one-day international. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if we're going by the England standard of getting batsmen who bowl spin to bowl, yeah. we're sorted. Also, that's first slip done. Yeah, uh, what? There's going to be a another big <laughs> There's a it's bit a of big slip corner in this team. We're going umbrella uh, field. both in terms of weight and numbers. Uh, yeah. um, so number number two, uh, not not batsman number two. Um, well, we won't yeah. do a particular order, but um, just the order I thought of them or came across them. Um, already mentioned a, a good shout for captain of this team I think uh, Inzaman the legendary yeah, fat potato yeah I mean I think Inzaman would open the batting yeah. if you needed him to I mean he, uh, he's so he's captain of the team I think so he's in there both on size and pedigree um, oh, 8,830 test runs at 49.6 for Pakistan that's incredible and at one stage weighed 16 stone that's yeah that's, health, yeah. that's a healthy weight he, he um, claims he was forced to lose uh uh, a bunch of weight just ahead of the 2003 World Cup and he says he lost 17 kilograms and it made him significantly worse and <laughs> drove him crazy to the point he wanted to quit cricket right so two more great things about Interman um, that I think we need to go one what is that no I can't remember off the top of my head there's an amazing Interman stat about how often he's run out it's like <laughs> like 15% of the time 20% of the time he bats uh, he or he batted he was run out there's a I think a Robolinda 2 uh, people who know about cricket will know who Robolinda 2 is a Robolinda 2 compilation on YouTube of Inzaman's most hilarious run outs and it, it's like 17 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> uh, second Inzaman point um, I was once, once watching a Pakistan test 
and Interman didn't come out the bat when he was supposed to come out the bat because he was on the toilet and they didn't get him out. <laughs> <laughs> did they send someone else well, out I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how the commentators found out about this but well I guess I guess the, the partnership carried on for a bit and they were like oh where's Interman and then it, it, he reappeared with his pads on and they got word from the dressing room about what happened <laughs> where he'd been yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonderful um, but he missed a go- I'm, I, presumably that happens at club cricket level all the time um, but uh, it's amazing that that happened in a test match I like to think so yeah um, so that's that's the first two sorted. Um, number three, um, we'll go for I'm going for Mike Gatting. Yeah, as much for when he was yeah. playing cricket as now. Yeah, because he was pretty large when he played and yeah. has only expanded since then. <laughs> also, Mike Gatting uh, can field at Silly Point. Right, so that's good. Um, and there's evidence of this because he drops the easiest catch of all time. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, if you haven't it's, seen it, you need it to go is, onto YouTube and look up the worst it's, drop of um, all time. It's I can't even. It's really quite yeah. hard to explain. He's stat, like obviously a silly point. You're standing what two yards from the batsman. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like it would be difficult, but it's not. It like bounces up, and it's like if someone standing two yards away from you underarm the ball to you that went just slightly above your eye line and then down into your already open hand. Yeah. And you fail to catch. That's that's what happens. And then it's... after after he drops the ball, he, like point, <laughs> he points at the sun. <laughs> just like, no. There, words, there are yeah. no words to do it justice. You're, yeah. You just have to look, look for it yourself. Um, so apparently Mike Gatting used to try and beat, cheat the bleep test by running ahead of the beep for the first like six or seven. Yeah. Um, and then it would catch up with him at eight. He got to eight, and um, <laughs> and he would bow out at about ten. Well, he could be in the police then. Yeah, so we can uh, have Mike get PC Mike getting. Yeah, um, at his prime anyway. That's good. And the old joke goes as well with the the ball of the century, Shane Warne. Yeah, bowling around his legs was that if he bowled him a pork pie, he'd hit it for six. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard if he, if it was a cheese roll, it would never have got past him. Right. It's so yeah. variations, variations on the theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the first three done. Um, maybe you want to offer offer any suggestions? See if uh, see if well, they come up. Uh, David Boone. David Boone is the obvious one. Yeah. The man who once drank fifty six cans of lager on a flight over from Australia had to miss two days of training yeah. as a result, and uh, and gave him his uh, nickname Kegs on Legs. Kegs on legs. Yeah. Um, David Boone scored over seven thousand Test runs at forty. That's a healthy, yeah, a healthy number of runs. Unlike his diet, yeah, um, um, yeah. well known for his drinking. More contemporary player, Raheem Cornwall. Raheem Cornwall. <laughs> you, yep, you've got it again. He's our, our most modern entrant into the <laughs> the fat eleven, the world's heaviest Test cricketer. Uh, can you tell me how much he weighs? Twenty-two stone. Correct. Bang. Bang um, on, 22 stone. <laughs> so how many are we up to now, just so I know? We're on five. Uh, so that's five. Um, um, I think you told me Samit Patel didn't make it. No, Samit Patel didn't make it. I'd, I'd love to have uh, included him, but he uh, when when I went to the T20 finals day last summer, he did return our inflatables from the stewards. So he's, okay. uh, he's a hero in my eyes. Yeah. Um, can, you go, can you run through a couple more? So I, I, yep, I, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'll go back to the, uh, to the order I had them down. Uh, Murph Hughes. Murph Hughes. Murph Hughes is in there. Uh, once famously <laughs> sledged by, I think, Javid Miandad, who called him a f- big, big fat, fat bus conductor. Big fat bus Correct, conductor. yeah. Um, um, did what? you hear do you know what his response was after dismissing him shortly after? Tickets, please. Tickets, please. <laughs> 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 I 
Yeah. Um, so I mean, he, you know, not the largest, but did still. He got got pretty. Uh, he, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, rotund yeah. in his later years, and um, I think another thing that really pushes him into our Fatso Eleven is his starring role in the comedy film Fat Pizza, <laughs> which uh, has got a tremendous five point eight on IMDb. If you're interested, oh well, you know, like it's better than better than some, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's not far off the latest Star Wars, really. Yeah, um, and you know, we needed some bowling, so yeah, in he goes. No, no. I mean, we've um, got some good bowlers now. Back to the batting and yep. one of Sri Lanka's finest ever cricketers. Uh, you have to help me out here. Uh, Arjuna Ranatunga. Yeah. He uh, was not, not a man who was given to running between the wickets at any pace. Okay. Um, if at all, at times. On the Sri Lanka point, does that mean Malinga can come in? Because he does have a pot belly. I mean, that's well a good point. I, didn't, uh, I, did, I haven't got Malinga in there, but, yeah. you know, we, we probably should think about getting him in. Because <laughs> his latest appearance... Yeah, is no, he's, stunning. Uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, he's a large man, and he's got the pace to back it up. Yeah, um, Ranatunga <clears throat> over eleven thousand first class runs, shrunken hero, winning the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit, another theme running through this uh, whole eleven that we've touched on, which is sledging. Yeah, uh, cricket seems to be quite fond of fat sledging. Uh, Ranatunga, Ranatunga was. Um, the recipient of some some words from Ian Healy, yeah. in frustration at not being able to get Ranatunga out, suggested that putting a Mars bar on a length should do the trick. <laughs> uh, you've reminded me of another one here. Um, Shane Warne. Correct, that's next on the list. list. Yeah, yeah. He famously missed or was banned from cricket for eight months because he uh, had to eat a diet pill that his mum gave him. Definitely yeah. nothing wrong with that, you know, just drugs cheating, mate. Um <laughs> There's a famous sledge, I think, from Daryl Cullinan Correct. to yep. Shane Warne. Uh, um, Shane Warne says something like, I've been waiting three years to get you out again. Two years, but very two good. Years, yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting two years to have another chance at you. Uh, and uh, Daryl replied, Cullinan looks like you spent the time eating. Yes. Uh, isn't there another Warne sledge? And this may not be Warne, this may be someone else. Um, someone like, oh, this is the New Zealander. Uh, no, the, the Zimbabwe. Is it going to be Glenn McGrath? It's Glenn yeah, McGrath. We'll come to that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a bit, because it is probably the best story on there. Um, so you mentioned him already earlier. Um, we're, we're nearly there now. Just, yeah. uh, just three left. Okay. Um, so Mohammed Shazad. Okay. Yeah. Um, follows the theme of Shane Warne. He was banned in 2017 for a doping violation. Yeah. Likely linked to a weight loss pill. Okay. Um, the ESPN Crick Info description for Mohamed Shazad. Mohamed Shazad is a throwback player to a time when a bulging waistline would be excused by most coaches and selectors as long as it coincided with bulging runs. Yeah. Um, that's fair. And his demolition... I mean, we needed a wicketkeeper, so yeah. he's straight in. And his demolition of the stumps in the World Cup uh, oh, class, last man. year was a sight and hold. Absolutely really love that. Um, penultimate... Um, is the troubled New Zealand all-rounder Jesse Ryder. Yes. He's a pretty large man. Um, he had he had his problems throughout the year with uh, you know, bar scrapes and going out late before being picked for tests and yeah. things like that. Um, but uh, I think the, the, the best thing is in 2011, a New Zealand bookmaker asked, will Jesse Ryder hit more runs in the first test than his current weight? <laughs> Which was uh, an over or under on 105.5 kilos. Kilos. Not stone. 
not stone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's, you know, that's Inzy territory. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Um, and finally then. So finally, yeah, we're, we're back to um, everyone's, well, at least sports favourite chicken farmer. Yeah. Ed O'Brandes. Ed O'Brandes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, famous not only for his 4 for 21 of 10 against England in the World Cup, he provided the greatest comeback in the history of cricket. So when he was asked by Glenn McGrath why he was so fat, he said, Jack, every time I fuck your wife, she gives me a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, that is he amazing. had um, he had the slips and stitches. Yeah, um, yeah. So fair play. <laughs> that's. Um, could you quickly run through the eleven then, Max? Yeah. Um, so we the fat people eleven. The fat people eleven. We have uh, uh, Dwayne Leverock. Yep. Inzamam Hack. Yep. Mike Gatting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ranatunga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mohammed Shazad. Mm-hmm. David Boone. Yep. Edo Brands. Yep. Uh, Jesse Ryder. Yep. Murph Hughes. Yep. Uh, Shane Warne. Yep. And finally, I believe, Raheem Cornwall. And then, as bench options, Samit Patel. Samit Patel. Lassiz Malinga. So, you know, um, some strong that's subs good. there. Uh, so, Tom, uh, to answer your question, like, how fat can you be and still play cricket, or can you be fat and play cricket, the answer is definitely Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In think fact, it's, the, it's welcomed. It's the perfect game for <laughs> It's part of the rich tapestry of this sport. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, what... What other sport feeds you twice? Right. Um, so we're, we're nearly wrapped up with the show. Um, we'll take one more quick break and then we're going to come back with uh, a reflection on, on one of the legends of the game or their entrance, a, a legendary entrance to the game anyway. Uh, and whatever else we've got, a BBL or something. <laughs> Some stuff. <laughs> we love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story, like Scotty G did, about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Well, Max, with um, England playing in South Africa uh, and a slight reduction um, in content... Um, this week I I had a think about um, previous South Africa v England one day international contest Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I think like a few years ago 15 years ago almost exactly to the day actually um, one of the most exciting entrances by any England player uh, ever um, I think took place which led to, to possibly the most captivating England cricket career of our lifetimes. Um, 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I am, of course, talking about Kevin KP Peterson. Um, Mac, what, uh, what a player. What a player. And, may I say, um, turning out to be not a bad commentator on uh, on Sky Sports, I think. Was he actually right? Yeah. yeah. I quite enjoyed I, listening to him. I, I, I've heard him on other stuff and, he, and he's okay. Um... But yeah, um, so, I mean, like I say, 15 years ago, um, Kevin Peterson made his debut more or less for England. So I, I think he went on a, on a short tour to Zimbabwe first before before um, going to South Africa. And I mean, like, I think with, with KP, um, there was... Uh, let's start at the beginning. Let's do a full review of what led to, to this. Because the, blow the, by blow. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the, the story we're telling is, is Kevin Peterson playing for England for the first time in South Africa. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's a good story. Let's start right back at the beginning, though. Kevin Peterson is born in, I think it's actually <laughs> called, like, Petersburg. <laughs> in South Africa. Um, in which he is the saint. Yes. Um, English mum and an Afrikaans uh, father. Um, I wonder, I mean, like, so I always think that with KP, the, the interesting thing is the battle between his, like, the size of his ego the size of his talent and the size of the sort of controversy he was able to generate. Yeah. So I always wonder what he was like as like a small child. He seems to think that he was parented really well because his parents were very strict, which is something right. I can imagine him thinking was a good idea. But okay. like, I don't know if that's still in all the manuals. <laughs> <laughs> um, he first played cricket at first class level for KwaZulu Natal, uh, as many people may know, as a bowler. Um, now, in the early running of the ego v. talent v. controversy, um, I think it's fair to say that the sort of ego and controversy took the lead because um, mm-hmm. he was actually very good. So, uh, in his first season, uh, I'm just going to like ballpark, what do you reckon he averaged with the bat? Uh, 27. No. 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, with the ball, if you were going to take a punt, he's, he was playing as an off-spinner. Um, 25. That would be really pretty good, wouldn't it? So yeah. maybe you should re Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so his first season, he he, uh, he averaged ten with the ball, thirty-two with the bat. Um, quite rightly, probably was dropped. All the way around. Yeah. Uh, oh, so ten with that the bat. That really would be. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> ten with the bat, thirty-seven with the ball. Um, he was dropped, uh, but obviously his ego wasn't having any of that. Um, uh, and when he was dropped, he just blamed the racial quota system in South Africa. <laughs> um, oh, which was an issue that like did dog him later in his career and nearly led to a test ban. Um, he did an interview in 2006 reflecting on this. Um, there's some pretty heinous quotes. Um, right. Uh, so his, his view on this was um, well, uh, the drop. This is He's talking about being dropped. Um, I just thought it was further evidence that things were going downhill. It's got nothing to do with the colour of his skin. It's just that the better players are being left out for political reasons. And until the system changes, South African sport will continue to go downhill. I've got some right. ma- yeah, I've got some mates now who are on the fringes of playing domestic cricket in South Africa, who are better than three or four of the players in the South African side. I've got a very good mate who is actually a better player than me, who is now working for South African breweries because he can't get into the side for political reasons, and that is wrong. Okay. Um, so better, clearly, than, better than even Kevin Peterson. Clearly, he's got some pretty strong opinions on um, on well, like transformation, yeah, uh, the transformation <laughs> agenda in, in South Africa. Um, but like, long story short, um, it meant that he wanted to come and play for England because he could get. I think with his mum being English, he could come and be a coal pack or whatever, do his four year qualification, um, and get into the England team if he was as good mm. as he thought he was. Um, based on previous stats it looked like he wouldn't be uh, but when he went to North Ants he, he, he was as good as he thought he would be um, he scored about 1500 runs a season right. in first class cricket for a few years um, you'd think like Kevin Peterson playing in a first class team where he was scoring 1500 runs a season qualify, to qualify for England would be like a perfect combination there wouldn't be any problems wouldn't you Mac? absolutely yeah yeah um, well, <laughs> you'd be wrong. Um, towards the end of his second season, uh, the Northampton's captain, Jason Galliard, <laughs> threw all of Kevin Peterson's kit 
off of the team balcony in a rage after Kevin Peterson said he wanted to leave the club because the wicket wasn't good enough for him. Right. Uh, this yeah. is Trent Bridge as well. It's like a test round in the UK. Like, where's, yeah. where else is he going? I'm, I'm um, side with uh, with Jason on that. Yeah, one. I think he did end up at, at, at Hampshire, but um, that was sort of a little taste. I mean, the two little tastes of um, the Kevin Peterson controversy and the Kevin Peterson ego. There. Um, having said that, the English Cricket Board uh, always willing to embrace controversy. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever they see the opportunity to um, to, to, to get involved, uh, they do. Um, so pretty much as soon as he was eligible to play for England, he was in the team um, for a tour of Zimbabwe, which started quite well. Um, scored, I think, by the end of that series. He was averaging 104 with the bat. Vastly improved. Which brings us on to the events of roughly 15 years ago. Um, in his second series, and, and like really the first one-day series against a team that are any good, he's going to be playing South Africa in South Africa. Love it. Um, do you want to hear what Graham Smith, the actual South African captain at the time, had to say about it? I'd imagine it's not repeatable. It's No, it is repeatable. This was to the news. Yeah. Um, I'm patriotic about my country, and that's why I don't like Kevin Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. He, uh, he said, he ran out when things got tough. If he didn't want to be here, then we don't want him here. Um... Which, you know, in hindsight, is maybe the worst possible thing you could have said to Kevin Peterson before yeah. the match. Uh, but like, I think it, it it fairly accurately reflected the mood of South Africans in general. Yeah. He, they, it was hostile. Um, Kevin Peterson sort of retorted, um, I think roughly around, it's roughly a contemporary quote this, um, I knew I was going to cop. I mean, like, I say roughly because he actually doesn't really talk in tenses like normal people. <laughs> uh, this is like a theme of looking at... I did a lot of Kevin Peterson research. and He, right. he, he like drifts in and out of like tenses and um, perspectives. Okay. Um, this is what he had to say. Uh, I knew I was going to cop a lot, of, uh, a lot of stick, but it will be like water off a duck's back. I expected stick at the start of the innings, and I'm sure it will carry on through the whole series. But I just sat back and laughed at the opposition with their swearing and traitor remarks. Some of them can hardly speak English. <laughs> My affiliation is with England. In fact, on the last day of this tour, I'm going to get one of Goff's tattoos with three lines and my number underneath it. That's not a Christmas present. It's with you for the rest of, the life, uh, of your life. So no one can take it away from me and say I'm not English. Um, True patriot. Fighting talk from um, KP. Uh, so it was pretty tense. First ODI... How well do you remember this at the time, by the way? Um, I I was probably like vaguely aware of it, mm. but I, you know, in this level of detail, this, I remember this, is, it, this like, is a learning experience. I remember it quite vividly. I think yeah. like Kevin Peterson's first few matches in the one that I seem to recall, he had blonde highlights, yeah, like he frosted did. tips. We were absolutely fucking shit at cricket. We, <laughs> we didn't get to the Super Six of the, the of course, of yeah, the uh, the World, World Cup, Cup the year before in South yeah. Africa because we like partly because we were going to Zimbabwe and partly because yeah. we were really crap at cricket. Um, We've we never won anything. Michael Vaughan was the captain, I think. Michael Vaughan played about 121 days or something like that, or 101 days. Never scored a century. Captain the team for fucking ages. We were a, we were a laughing stock. Um, so Kevin Peterson's introduction and the way he played was like unbelievable mm. at the time. It was like it was like I will get into it in a bit more detail, but it was like in the contemporary England side, nobody did this sort of stuff. Um, first game, he only scored 22. It was a fairly calm introduction. Um, second one day, 
like this is like his fifth innings in international cricket. 108 in 96 balls. Um, mm-hmm. Gets to 100. What do you reckon he does? Switch it for six? No, he kisses the band for his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, so they, I think England were back first. Um, he ends up with uh, yeah 180 not out off 96 balls, um, which just like, like I said, just didn't happen in the England, that England team. The 230 was a good team, yeah. a good score, like a, a, a really competitive. Like or England would be patting themselves on the back. They just didn't get above 250. And here's a guy who scored 108. Like, firstly, a century. I mean, the only yeah. other guy in the team who might get a century is Trescothic. Yeah. I think he got, like, That's four. because he's got the longest yeah. to bat. Um, he gets his 100. He kisses the badge on the helmet. Uh, at the end of the innings, when they walk off, the Bloemfontein crowd just does one. They just turn their back on him, just don't acknowledge <laughs> like, that uh, Peterson did that. I on this uh, today. I, I, I have seen the highlights since. But it... You know, like... Like some football team, like Galatasaray. So, like, if, if you're going to talk about international cricket, the atmosphere is never that hot, but it's probably no. hottest in like South Africa, maybe bits of Pakistan. Mm. Um, there's like they, they can get quite hostile there. And like my recollection of this is, it's like a day, like a day night match, and like the he's kissing the badge. There are people swearing at him from the crowd. Uh, I, like, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch the this again because like looking through it, it's, it's an incredible start to uh, yeah. Uh, a, uh, a career um, obviously England are crap so despite like finding a guy who can actually bat we, we draw the game and um, draw? it was a draw it was a tie wow um, before pre-super overs um, Kabir Ali bowled the last over the innings um, and like oh despite God. yeah I know I mean despite this 108 off 96 balls and England finding a good player in the match report I was reading today like Half of it is dedicated because to Trescothic, who was for captaining the team for some reason. I think Vaughan was sick halfway through the game. Um, to Trescothic's weird decision to let Kabir Ali bowl the last over um, where South Africa needed eight to win and there was a tie. Um, yeah, so you know, that's not a, like at the time, not a bad result. Eventful game. Yeah. Um, next two games, we won't go into too much detail there. 33 and 75. So, you know, he's piling Sorry. on runs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get like the first taste really of like pure KP um, England are chasing a bunch of runs to win they don't win because it's England um, but Kevin Peterson scores 169 balls at the time the fastest ever century in his ninth game it's taken nine games to completely balls. change how England will like to have like probably like like a really significant impact certainly on the one day yeah. I think now like a lot of England one day players would cite Peterson as yeah. like their, their main um, inspiration uh, so ni- yeah nine well, games in his, they his, might not publicly but he's doing that yeah, well no I think a lot of them would to be honest um, tenth game he scores 116 at Centurion uh, by this point the South African crowds have come round to him they give him a standing ovation like right. it's it's, it's fine it's, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this, is, this is very reminiscent of Steve Smith and the Ashes um, you know yeah. starting off with a lot of booing and then yeah. by the time he scored his ninth double hundred you're like fine you're really fucking good okay yeah. Yeah. you can stop now um, not reminiscent of Steve Smith and the Ashes so England loses series 4-1 <laughs> despite his Peter's been back five times in I, I think six matches um Scored 450 runs at like a run a ball, and England still managed to lose four. Like no, was nobody else doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> it does sound a bit like that. Um, over the next eight years, which he didn't. I mean, if you think about it, like when did he call it? When was he kicked out? Uh, 2013. 
Yeah. So in 2005, he breaks into them. We only really get eight oh, years. Thirty, Nixon. wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I think he's probably by a distance England's best player. Certainly oh, yeah. in in contemporary in my in my lifetime, I think. Well, I just I don't really see another England batsman who was as good as Peterson that I can remember. Raw talent wise, anyway. Well, it's just in numbers as well. He put up some like beastly numbers. I mean, I know he didn't out, like outscore Cook and. Um, the route probably shades him on the average, but uh, I'd know I'd know who I would pick first as a batsman in, yeah. uh, in of the England players I've I've seen, um, and and across like all three formats of the game as well. That's true, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, um, a few highlights to reminisce on uh, after after this like wild introduction. 150 at the Oval, about seven months later to secure the Ashes. That was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my real, that's my real memory. Yeah, yeah. Scored quite a few runs down under on on three trips and absolutely flayed India in the t- the only time we've like won there in fifty years or something like that. Yeah, um, he was unbelievable there. Uh, and then like my favourite Peterson is um, when South Africa came back to England. I think it might have even been Texgate series. And he was like oh, yeah. opening up his stance and hitting Dale Stain back over his head for <laughs> um, for, many, for like colossal sixes. Um, there are obviously some controversies as well. We'll run through them very briefly. So probably most notably was Textgate. Remember that, Matt? Yeah. Telling the South African opposition how he could get Strauss out, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he. I, well, I think he went further than that. He called Strauss a Dewis. Which is Afrikaans for cunt, right? I think. <coughs> well, uh, at least uh, at least Andrew Strauss returned the favour live on Sky. Did he? Yeah, I don't, Do I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, he was doing a bit in the Sky commentary box, and they hadn't turned the mics off, and he called him a cunt, so he got picked up. <laughs> um, he uh, he hated flour. He he may have issued an ultimatum um, saying that the ECB had to fire Peter Moores where he'd never play again. <laughs> he did retire from England cricket and then came back. He uh, wrote a tell-all book um, where he accused, and I can kind of believe this, he accused Broad, um, what's the spinner? Swan. Swan. Uh, and Pryor of being like a cabal of dickheads, basically, who yeah, ruled the roost. That's not, um, that's not a shock. Famously said that Matt Pryor referred to himself in third person as the big cheese. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I play cricket in Sussex, and there were people who I knew who played against Matt Pryor who did say that the, that is the sort of thing that yeah. they think Matt Pryor would Not done. ironically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was a massive dickhead to James Taylor when he um, joined the team. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah um, Do you feel bad about it now? I don't think so. I mean, like he, I, James Taylor's version of events is that Kevin Peters had basically said to James Taylor's face, like, uh, or, or, or with him in the room, like, why is this idiot here? Like, he's nowhere near good enough to play international cricket. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, not not universally loved. Having said that, like, um, pretty pretty good. Um, Max, do you have any reflections on uh, Kevin Peterson? Uh, I mean, well, there's no doubting he was a phenomenal player. Completely changed um, the way England went about cricket in a way. Yeah. Um, brought us home, not single-handedly, but certainly contributed to bringing home the Ashes in 2005, which was a massive thing. Yes. Actually, got a, a whole lot of people into cricket as well. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot to be thankful for. But yeah, also beard of a twat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, hopefully, we 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 live to see another Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd like I'd like another one. That's um, that's Kim Peterson. 
wrapped up. Um, there are a few more bits going on in cricket that we'll run through um, quickly. Uh, our extras, if yep. you like. Sundries. Um, the Big Bash League final there are three teams that could be in the final or maybe one team in the final and two teams that could be in the final yeah. Max talk us through this yeah so uh, the um, they recently revamped the yeah. final stage so there were five teams it's supposed to be like the the IPL IPL yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. the team that comes top gets two bites of the show yeah. basically so you've got like you've got an eliminator yeah. you have a challenger yeah. and various other levels of games which have silly names okay. but um, the upshot is at the moment we have Sydney Sixers yes who have a home final I believe yes and they will be playing either yeah. Sydney Thunder yeah. or Melbourne Stars, who are playing Thursday morning. Okay, so for the right shortly place. after this podcast, yeah. yeah. Um, in further news, um, there's an 80% chance of rain in Sydney for the final. Right. Um, if it does rain, I believe, is it the Sixers who are already there? Yes. They win the trophy. Is there, is there no, there's uh, no reserve, reserve day. day? There's no reserve day. You don't need a reserve day in Australia. It's been on fire yeah. for three months. Um it's the situation is so dire that the Australian Cricket Board have moved the bushfire fundraiser to Melbourne. It was supposed to be on the same day, I think, or that same weekend, right? Uh, in Sydney, to, it's going to be that way. So they've they've changed it to Melbourne, so right. that, um, that can go ahead without rain. Uh, <laughs> that's BBL. <laughs> uh, finishing in um, exciting circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other news. We'll run through quickly. Uh, Liam Plunkett has stated he intends to um, make himself available for the United States of America. Was that a nice little pun there, um, Jack, or was that totally unintended? It was unintended. I don't yeah. know what I did. Stated. Okay, very good. Um, I think it's a three-year qualification period, potentially. Yeah, because uh, his wife's American. So. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Um, go on then. Why not? Yeah, fair enough. How old will he be by the time he gets to play? 37? 37, yeah. Yeah, crack on. Um, Moen Ali is returning to the England team or said he would like to play cricket for England again yeah um, thoughts on that fine yeah Where'd, would you have him back immediately um, no I'd have him in the squad but I yeah. think uh, you know get him reintegrated a bit because you know he's been around for a while and hasn't been around for a little while um, but um, no doubt some batsmen will fall out of form at some point I think yeah. to be honest where he'd be good is if we picked a proper wicketkeeper yeah, and, uh, and and then he could play instead of Butler, perhaps. Maybe. Um, news just in: Darren Layman. Yes, has is going for a heart, heart bypass, bypass surgery. surgery. So we wish Darren all the best. Uh, I'm sure he's an avid listener of the show. <laughs> um, and the final point that happened this week: the most viewed thing on cricket, Twitter, Reddit. All of the the channels that we use to find news. It's got to be the run out. Isn't it's it? the mancad. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, is that what you were thinking? The, yeah. Yeah. Um, what What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I was thinking about this. I mean, there's the argument, isn't there? That it's the the rule is you can yeah. do it, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, if you're a batsman and you're stupid enough to get caught out of your ground, more for you. Yeah. But and I was thinking about when we were talking about this last year when Ashwin did it. Oh God, yeah. There's a bit of a difference between now and when Ashwin did it because now it was like fully running into bowl and sort of oh, very quickly but, but he did Ash, it quickly within the motion himself. like there's yeah. no doubt he was thinking about doing it yeah. but he didn't stand on ceremony he just went up bowled and then did it when Ashwin did it he went into bowl and then waited for like three seconds for Butler to sip out his crease and then did it 
And that's where I think the difference comes yeah, in. Yeah, but Ashwin's a nice guy, so I don't care. <laughs> um, Not if you ask Ross. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, like, there's, Man, just, there's, just, there's the rules of the spirit of cricket yeah, debate. Yeah, stay in the ground. Like, yeah, it's not hard, don't be is it? Yeah. Just don't do that thing. Um, yeah, I don't I just I, maybe maybe it's a generational thing or or maybe we're stupid I don't know but it, it, it perhaps generationally we're stupid yeah um, it, it, it seems like it shouldn't have been the debate that it was like mm. the guy went out of his crease he was run out yeah um, them's the rules I did find out and this is good yeah um, I think Mancad or I've heard Mancad is an anglicisation of the name of the actual guy oh really Mancat Mancat yeah which I think is pretty good. The yeah. man cat. The man cat. <laughs> that's better. That's far better than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Have you anything? No, I think that just about covers everything I had to say. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for listening to this fairly sprawling edition of the Cricket Podcast with f- not too much topicality, but uh, hopefully some interesting um, bits. Tidbits, yeah. yeah. About fat cricketers. <laughs> fat people <laughs> and KP. And KP. Um, which is really what cricket's all about. Um, I'm Jack, goodbye. And I'm Max, goodbye. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.